Hello, friends. You're listening to the PCAST. I am Casey Krieger, and he is Alex Howard. Welcome to Butler Cabin for the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast, a podcast that is enjoying pimento cheese sandwiches here on Masters Week. Alex, how are you now? Good. And you? Oh, not so bad. Alex? Yes. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Super Bowl's already passed, and so is March Madness. It is Masters Week. It is As Masters we speak, week. the par three contest is kicking off right there at Augusta National okay. on the golf course. Uh, a wonderful time. A wonderful time. I was watching a little bit of the par three contest. Just started right before we started recording. Uh, going to be a great weekend. Seems like it will be. You're, uh, I'm going to try and make you watch golf. I don't think it's going to work. Probably not. I'll be gonna, on the road all week. It's not a good excuse. It's not a good excuse. You can okay. listen on the radio. Okay. Well, I'll tell you one thing I will not be doing as I am driving to Jacksonville, Alabama, and it's listening to the Masters. I might fall asleep. It's disgusting. It's disgusting, <laughs> your, your, lack, your lack of care for the biggest sporting event of the year. Like I said, March Madness, already over. I don't know what you're talking about. This is more important. All right, well, uh, we put up a whiteboard in our office and we had, our, we had our March Madness brackets on there, and I've decided to turn it into everybody gets to pick three for mm-hmm. the Masters winners. And uh, you said you were going to pick the betting favorites, and then you didn't. And okay, you I'm, I pulled it up right here. Cause it's, the three betting favorites are Scheffler, Rahm, and McElroy, right? Unless it's changed. I know it's Scheffler. It, Scheffler's the favorite. And now Spieth is up there, too, in the top four, according to Yahoo. It's, but it's Rahm, McElroy, Scheffler, Spieth. Yeah. And Sky Scheffler's favorite, defending champ. Yeah. Could be the fourth to ever defend the Masters, okay. put him on a list with Tiger Woods, Jack Nicklaus, and uh, Nick Faldo, Sir Nick Faldo, that is. Okay. Be pretty impressive. He's 26. It, it, very impressive. He is like five months older than me. And what have you done with your life? Uh, not win multiple majors and a Masters. This is true. So uh, you, you, went with, you went with the betting, you went with almost the betting favorites. You went with Rom McElroy and Cameron. Mm-hmm. Was it Young or Smith? Smith. Cameron Smith, who always plays well at Augusta. Um, you picked a live guy, though. I did pick a live guy. and I, I Is there going to be a lot of like drama with that? Or uh, So the Champions Dinner was last night, and usually all day everybody goes around and tells stories and talks. Apparently, Phil Mickelson sat at the end of the table and spoke to no one. Interesting. Yeah. They say there's no drama. They say that everybody can hang out and be fine. And I think for like most of them, like Brooks Kepko talks about like hanging out with like Rory and playing with him because they all live down in Jupiter. So like, I think most of the live guys are okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're okay with Phil Mickelson. Why is that? He he just he 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 kind of made everyone mad and said some things. And he was one of the main ones to go over there, and he admitted that he knew them where all the money was coming from. He just made a lot of people mad. Gotcha. He made a lot of people mad. Okay. And uh, they're just not very happy with old Lefty. Oh well. So I think everybody else is fine, but I think I think people are mad at mad at mad at Phil still. He just didn't talk to anybody at Champions Dinner, which had a great menu. Was that televised? No, no, gotcha. No, no, no. I, I didn't know if that was one of those top secrets because I was like, I know we it's know it's like secret, like you know what's going on. You get to see the pictures and you get to know you get to see the menu, but you don't get to you don't get to watch. What about that Applebee's menu? Isn't that what everybody's comparing it to? Dude, no, there's a restaurant that everybody's like, oh man, he just pulled this straight off of. I don't know. It's it's a fantastic menu. It was the appetizer was slider Scotty style, which was like it looked from the video. It looked like it was mustard, lettuce, tomato, um, and then fries on top. Mm-hmm. And then he had firecracker shrimp. He had uh, Texas ribeyes and Texas red black and Texas redfish were the entrees with some some wines. Obviously, I think cookie skillets for dessert maybe. 
I mean, there's some Applebee's sounding things on there, but mm-hmm. he's from Texas, and he's kind of picked a – I mean, yeah. entrees are Texas ribeyes and Texas redfish. I don't know what else you want the guy to pick. Sure. So uh, it was a pretty good menu, I thought. Seems Better like than, like, I think it was one Bubba Watson did, like, grilled chicken breast one time. What? Keep it simple. Be better. Like grilled chicken, best salad, and asparagus. Like, come on, Bubba. <laughs> oh, Bubba. Oh, but uh, I, I I wrote down my picks. Uh, we obviously, do. we're cheering for Tiger. We want right. Tiger to win. We do. We we are team Tiger. But if I'm picking winners, I'm picking Sky Shuffler, Jordan Spieth, and Colin Morikawa, who I think I picked the past couple of years. But I just like the way Colin plays, and I think it's going to work at Augusta, even though it hasn't. Okay. A lot of he hits good iron shots. Maybe the best iron player on the tour at times. Okay. But if Spieth starts hitting putts, it's so over. George Spieth, when he makes putts, doesn't lose. Okay. And he's won the last three tournaments he's played on Easter weekend. Mm-hmm. It's Easter weekend. It, that it is. But uh, I, I think Scotty Scheffler might be, might be hard to beat. I guess we'll see. I guess we will. In other sporting news, uh, Hendon Hooker is climbing up draft boards at a ferocious pace. Mm-hmm. It is violently fast. Yeah, because I would say, like, end of the – when he got hurt, he was like a fourth-round pick. Exactly. And then I think everybody I – mean, he got jumped up to like a second or a third, but now it's like, oh, he's going in the first round. And Hooker's not round. making out of the first round is what everybody's no. saying. It's, in, it's insane. But I think also all these teams had to do was meet with him once to know that, man, we probably want this guy on our team. Yeah. I mean, unlike – is it it's Richardson and Will Levis that are like going down because like they're – Yeah, their interviews are not good. Yeah. That's, they're the opposite of Hinton Hooker who's big. He's a great guy. He's very accurate. Those are the two things. He's 6'5", and he's accurate. Right. Richardson is just as big. Not accurate. And he's got a cannon. So is Levis. Neither one of them is very accurate. Right. And if you watch the Levis tape, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Not good. Oh. I haven't really I haven't really been keeping up with it as much as I did in the first I mean, the he got throttled happens. by a bad Tennessee defense. That is, yeah. That's all you need to do. That Tennessee defense was not that good. Right. And they just made Will Levis look like a JV quarterback out there. He's got an inner arm tattoo. Don't want that from a quarterback. No. He eats the, uh, the peel of his banana. I do not want that. He puts mayo in his coffee. Oh, it's – yeah, I did know that. You want that guy to run your NFL franchise? I didn't want him anyways, and now I really don't want him. I think that Will Levis is a death sentence for whatever team picks him. Seems like it. Mayo in his coffee. All I know is the Titans. They're, like, there's all these reports about the Titans trading up to three. And the hookers meet with the Titans today. Yeah. And it's like, if, if the Titans are going to trade up, don't trade up to get Richardson or Levis. I get that they might be flashy and, you know, arm strength and all that. But, like, if you're going to be bombing interviews and stuff, you're going to be interviewed a lot if you're a top-five pick. You, you want the media. an interview, you can't play quarterback in the NFL. Exactly. You will get rattled after a three- or four-game losing streak. If you streak. can't get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, mm-hmm. don't pick the next two. Yeah. Wait on Hidden Hooker. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you need to do in this draft. That's so, how you get a quarterback. Somebody's going to reach for Hendon Hooker. Someone's going to get Hendon Hooker and be happy with it. I think. Yeah. If you can't get Stroud or Young, get Hendon Hooker. Exactly. Don't take Levis or Richardson unless you're like not, one, not the Colts. Yeah. If one of them falls way down in the draft, then sure, that would be the only way though. Yeah, but you better have another option available too because mm-hmm. I don't trust either of those two. No, especially as a day one starter, not a chance. The other two can start day one. Yeah. Young, if you if you don't think C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young will start them, they no, won't. they're day one starters. But it's insane. Richardson and Levis, like they are guys that definitely need to sit behind somebody. So like, if you know they sit behind like a Jimmy Garoppolo or I hate to say it, but like a Ryan Tannehill or somebody like that that you know is a serviceable quarterback, and maybe it helps them. 
I have no clue what the Colts are doing it for. I, I hope it's one of the quarterbacks. If not, just get me Will Anderson or something. Mm-hmm. Shoot, I don't know. What Titans are doing an eleven. Let's we can on. we could go offensive line. We can go quarterback, but whatever. I need offensive line the way those guys played last year. Even Tell me the best highest paid line in the league. Tell me about it. Whatever. On to Austin P. Sports Beach Volleyball. Uh, started the weekend with a 5-0 win against Jacksonville State at the UAB, UAB, UAB Beach Classic. That pushed their winning streak to nine. Mm-hmm. That was the longest winning streak in program history. There we go. The Govs had some tough, t- tough competition the rest of the way. Dropped a 4-1 match to UAB, a 3-2 match to Louisiana Monroe, and a 4-1 match to Mercer. All of those teams were really good. That's how they wrapped up the UAB Beach Classic. They, then they played a doubleheader midweek at UT Martin against North Alabama and the Skyhawks. Dropped the first one 4-1 to North Alabama. Had some trouble with the Lions this year. It's a good team down there in Florence. And then uh, fell to UT Martin 3-2. It's the first time the Govs have ever lost UT Martin in Martin, Tennessee in beach volleyball. Okay. 7-1 all time now. So, it's tough to beat a team seven times in a row on their home court. Yeah. And eight, eight's tough. Mm-hmm. You hate to see it, but beat Martin earlier in the season. Uh, they've got 10 days off before really? the – Yep, so they don't play this weekend, and then they are back when they host next weekend, regular season finale, Govs Beach Bash, Chattanooga, and Jacksonville State coming coming to town. Okay. So hopefully you can get some more wins. I don't think Jacksonville State's won a match this season. Yeah, so you definitely want to pick up at least. At least those two. Chattanooga's yeah. usually a good team. So see how that goes there. Uh, to the baseball field, Alex, Bellarmine series. The Govs dropped the first game of a Saturday doubleheader, 8-6. to six. Uh, Bellarmine scored five in the 16th, or is that the second game? Whatever. Guns dropped the first game 8 6. Yeah. Game two, Saturday doubleheader. Guns win 6 4. Bellman scored five in the sixth inning to tie the game at five. Guns scored two more in the top of the seventh or in the seventh to take the lead. Um, that's how that one went. I wasn't there. Were you there? Was I, I there? I was not. I wasn't there. I, th- I don't know if you were there or not. I was not. No, at, I was not there. I'm sorry, I was not at I went to uh, I went to Nashville and watched Joey Votto hit a baseball a that's mile. Right. It was a lot of fun. Go sounds. Um, regardless, I was there on Sunday. Gals trailed 3-2 to two midway through the fourth inning. Uh, six runs in the fourth, three in the fifth. And you're gonna, you, you want to you say this one right here? 14 in the sixth. 14 runs in the sixth inning. That led to a 25-4 win over Bellarmine to take the series. Harrison Brown had three hits and seven RBIs in the win. He's 13th Gov with seven RBIs in the game since 1996. He had a three-run homer in the sixth. that gave the Govs an eight-three lead. The 25 runs is the best offensive performance by the Govs since a 29-5 win against EIU in 2019. I remember that game. I was walking around a Bass Pro Shop with my parents in Fayetteville, Arkansas, about to watch my brother win an SEC championship. Um, and we were watching that one. And <laughs> Colby was texting me about it. And we were t- and it was like we were, Brandon Vial was hurt. And he was getting in on the Twitter conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, Brandon, you should get up there and get an AB since you can't throw right now. Yeah. It was uh, it's funny. Max and Parker and me were talking about like we used to win games twenty like th- we used to have twenty five mm-hmm. run games like not all the time but like That's back like my first couple years with the team when we were just offensively gifted mm-hmm. we would like beat te- we would go like twenty five to four twenty five to four win the series and like get beat twenty nine to two the next day like yes, of course we were putting up runs like it was nobody's business back then and that kind of reminded me of that. Uh, Baseball is just a weird sport because it's like, you know, you talk about losing the first one six to eight, you win the next one in the close one, then you win. Like, how do you win the third one by 21 runs? They just run out of pitching. And once you get the team down, like, once you're down like 14 to four on a Sunday, yeah. and, you know, you've got the bus ride and you're mm-hmm. at the back end of the bullpen already. You're kind of just like, ah, that's just it. morale goes down. You got Parker Phillips standing up by the K Club chirping your third baseman for <laughs> missing a foul pop up. He was, I mean, he, he was letting number 20 have it. Yeah. It was funny. Uh, regardless, another wild one on Tuesday night at the hand. UT Martin comes to town. Mm-hmm. Govs are down 11 to nothing in the third inning. Yeah. 
it was uh, but like, not looking good. Nobody thought the game was over. Everybody's oh, yeah. like eleven to nothing. Like, now nah, we can probably gonna win this one. Yeah, we're not gonna win this one, but like we are going to tie this one. We knew going into it how ugly this game could get, and so like when it was eleven zero, we were like, okay, this is ugly right now, but you know, we, it's not over. Gus scored four and a third. Uh, the four in the third, fourth, and fifth innings mm-hmm. ended up having thirteen unanswered runs. There was a Lyle Miller Green Grand Slam mixed mm-hmm. in there, and he threw his bat to approximately the moon. Okay. Uh, you can see the the bat flip on Robin's Twitter. Like I said, approximately the moon is mm-hmm. where he threw that bat to. Um, it was getting a little getting a little feisty there in the middle innings too. They hit Nathan Barksdale right before the Grand Slam. Lyle threw the bat. There were some warnings. Ah, regardless, good time, good time at the hand. Connor Gore walked it off with a line drive off the wall in left field. Mm-hmm. That scored um, John John Gaz. No, excuse me, John John Gazdar doubled to get on second. Matt Airball pinch ran. He scored the winning run. Uh, Gazdar should have walked it off two batters earlier. Hit a home run, and I'm like a thousand percent sure it hit the scaffolding where the camera is in center field because mm-hmm. it hit and bounced straight up, and then it was back on the field. Mm-hmm. The third base umpire was adamant that it hit the exposed part of the chain link at the top of the fence while because we had the old pads on because we're still waiting for the new ones. Right. I'm adamant that he was wrong, mm-hmm. uh, and that should have been a walk-off home run for John John. But regardless, Connor Gore ended it two two, two batters later. Yep. Govs win 18-17. to yep. Talk to uh, Dan Merrill about his view on that one coming up here in a minute. That's 43 runs in the last two games. Yeah, that's a lot. The that, program record. The record was 42 and with 13 and 29 against EIU in 2019. We talked about that game a second ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, wild times down there at the baseball field. It was. Alex? Yep. Softball. So softball was at Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, they won one of their three games over there. Started the series off with a 6-0 win in game one. Jordan Benefield had eight strikeouts, no walks, and allowed just three hits in the win. That's her fifth shutout of the season, which is already tied for the seventh most in the season by an Austin P pitcher. I mean, she's on a heater. I mean, she's playing – some of the best softball that we've seen in the circle since Morgan, Morgan Rackle. Rackle. Yep. And it's like, she is our number one pitcher. She's not the ace. Like, she'll play one in three for the most part. But she's just playing so well this year. Uh, Govs also had a season-high 15 hits in the win. Uh, nine Govs had a hit. Uh, Kylie Campbell, Gabby Appiag, and Kendall Winesapple all had a three-hit day in that 6-0 win. Uh, we followed that one off with a 6-0 loss to the Eagles in the back half of the doubleheader. After having 15 hits in the first game, we were held to just three in the second one. A rubber match in the next day. Govs lose off after a walk-off home run by Florida Gulf Coast. I mean, we scored four runs in the first inning. Only had one hit for the rest of the game. You know, offense got kind of stagnant there. And, you know, Gulf Coast made us pay, and they had that uh, walk-off. And I was like, ow. It's a good win in the first one. It was. That's a good. That's a good Gulf Coast team. You know, we were right there with them in the standings. So, yeah, they're good. Like I said, I've I said it last week. Just assume all the Florida schools are good at all the spring sports. Mm-hmm. I think that's the safe assumption we all just need to make. Yeah, definitely. Men's tennis. They uh, they played last week. Yeah, so it's a little bit of a weird week for tennis to start off with. Um, so the men played Florida Gulf Coast in Bowling Green, Kentucky, at Western Kentucky's indoor facility because we had a rain here, so we had to move it indoors. Um, due to time constraints, we played singles first. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast, that was a team that was first, second in the ace on standings at the time. They ended up winning 4-0. Um, it was played to clinch, of course. And then after that, the Govs dropped a 1-6 match to Stetson on senior day. Tom Bolton won his eighth singles match of the season in number four singles, but the Govs, can't, the Govs were not able to beat Stetson. Uh, after that, the women's tennis team 
they also played they played Stetson in Bowling Green. Uh, that was one of the best matches I've seen from this team since maybe the OVC semifinals last year against Murray State. Um, so Stetson entered the game. They were first in the A-Sun. They were 4-0. They had two ranked wins on their schedule, and they were like 76 in the nation at the time, just outside of me being able to put them as a ranked team. Yep. Um, so we play singles first again, do that for time constraints, end up having to play doubles anyways. Uh, it, was, it was really good. Sophia Baranov started us off. She earned her 15th straight singles win, extending that program record by a freshman. Stetson answered. Yana Leader then answered back with a win on number one. Stetson answers. They're up three to two. And then freshman Asia Fontana, after dropping her first set, ends up winning her second and third, six, three, seven, five, to force doubles. Stetson wins the first doubles match on number two. Yana Leader and Melody Hefty, the freshman, they end up winning six, four on number one. And then uh, Yuha Chang and Asia Fontana end up winning 7-5 in number three doubles. That's a 4-3 win for the Govs and probably their best win in best win of the season by far. That was a really good Stetson team. Uh, then after that, we played Florida Gulf Coast, who was number 75 in the country at the time. That was another back-and-forth match. Uh, we end up dropping doubles, but we win on our number one, two, and three singles positions. That's Yana, Denise, and Melody. But Gulf Coast comes back from down three to two, and they clinched a match in number five singles. So tough, tough yeah. loss, tough loss to the golf course. To the golf course. Men's golf. Uh, they finished fifth at Bellman Journey Denim Classic, led by a fifth place finish from Reese Britt. He shot an even par seventy-two in the final round to close it out. Uh, Austin P shot a four over two ninety-two in the third round. They finished one shot behind fourth place Bellman. Uh, and they finished with a score of 874. Northern Kentucky won the tournament with 860, so 14 shots off the lead, fifth place. Pretty good tournament. I think it's one of the best tournaments they've put together all season. Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't have that bad first round that I've said has caused them problems a lot of the time. They, uh, and, and they were in top three for most of the weekend, and then they yeah. finished fifth. It just, just how it fell there at the end, but... It's a good time for them to be hitting their stride. They got big blue to wrap up the regular season. Then it's the A-Sun Championship. So Reese Britt playing really well. They got Adam Van Raden back in the lineup. He played really well. Jacob Falk Scholar just keeps shooting right at par on his bad rounds, which is good. Mm -hmm. He's just bad rounds of 73 for him. Good rounds. He's under par. Like I said, Reese Britt, uh, he's kind of feeling it right now. Back-to-back -to -back top 10s, top five right there. Second top five of the year. See if he can keep that momentum going. And we'll wrap up. Uh, we'll wrap up this little segment here with uh, another Austin P. Women's golf win. Say it isn't so. Would you like to count on that's one, two, three, three four? That's the program record. Mm -hmm. Last year's team won three, counting the OVC championship. Well, this team's got four in the regular season, so now they've got the regular season and the overall record. Uh, shot an eight eighty seven, won by two shots at Eastern Kentucky's Colonel Classic. Held off a late charge from Illinois State in the final round. Uh, they shot two ninety four in the final round. Guess went three hundred two, but. It was enough to win, um, and it was Taylor Edmund leading the way. Leading the way all three rounds, she shot a, her worst round of the tournament in the last round, but held on for a fifth-place finish um, with a 219. Katie Foshaw got hot in the final round. She went with a team-best one over 73 in the final round. She finished in 10th place. It's, I think, her second top 10 of the season. Uh, Erica Scott, Kayla Campbell, Shelby Pleasant right behind them, and then Maggie Glass had a really good round as an individual. I believe she finished tied for 34th playing by herself. So okay. Govs would have won by even more if Glass were able to be in the lineup. Uh, right. Really good tournament by her. I mean, 
That team is just so good. I don't know what anybody's going to – I mean, the A-Sun is going to be tough competition because mm-hmm. they haven't played as many of the Florida schools. Uh, they did go down to Stetson's tournament post top five, so mm-hmm. they can they can they can make some noise down there, but it'll be it'll be tough. It'll be yeah. tough because you're going to play all the all the Florida schools. I mean, Kennesaw really is good. really good at women's golf. Lipscomb, Jacksonville State, mm-hmm. the Florida schools. So tough competition, but their regular season's done. Yeah, a Sun tournament time for them. Let's get it. Let's get it. In the meantime, we'll be right back with uh, our interview. Dan Merrill, of the Austin baseball team, is going to join us next. Joining us on the PCAST, fresh off a walk-off win against UT Martin, is Dan Merrill of the Austin P baseball team. Dan, how are you doing this morning? Doing good, doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. You said you got no classes today, right? None. Just a nice day to celebrate. A, what? The, I mean, talk about that game last night. That thing that, was crazy. That was just a dogfight of a game. I mean, a midweek, everyone went out there. Props to our hitters for going out there and putting up 18 runs to get that win. And... Our pitchers just went out there and kept slinging it in there and gave us a chance. It was awesome. What was the mood like when you guys were down 11 and what, like the first, second inning? Like, I mean, you know how it gets. You hate, you're like, I mean, man. It's you're down yeah. 11. Like, God. Third inning in, you're like, oh, man. And then our offense just started exploding on the ball, and it was, it was awesome to watch. That's for sure. You got two extra hours, too, before you get on the bus now. You thought you were leaving at oh, 10, yeah. and you're leaving at noon. So yep. you a little guys less are, stress this morning. Oh, yeah. Nice I got easy. all kinds of time. Go get some lunch, you know. Oh, yeah. Have a nice bus ride to Kennesaw. Dan, let's talk about baseball first. All right. Uh, let's talk, start with your college career. You go to Northeastern Oklahoma, tw- 2021, 14 games, 13 starts, a lot of strikeouts, fifth in the uh, NJCAA and strikeouts per nine. Talk about what led you to junior college, I guess, to start your baseball career in college. Man, in, in high school, I just I wasn't really getting the looks from big schools, you know, and I figured there wasn't anything wrong with taking the JUCO route and playing two years of junior college. So NEO offered me, like, senior year of high school and had a couple buddies there go there previously, heard good things about it, so I just decided to go on that adventure, and it was awesome. I think baseball is the one sport where, like, there's no, like, nobody's afraid to go to junior college in baseball. Absolutely. And it works out so well for a lot of guys. I mean, it worked out for you. got to Missouri State, now you're here. Missouri sure. State, was it one season there? Yep, just so one last, season. Yep, last season, last Missouri year. State, 13 games, three starts. Uh, you made the relief appearance in the NCAA regionals, the Stillwater Regional. Sure enough. In that 29-15, to 15, you guys lost <laughs> to Oklahoma State. I remember watching that game. Like, I think it was like in the afternoon. Like It was yeah. like early. Like I was at work sitting here just watching it. Like, what's going on? That was this crazy. thing is crazy. 29-15, <laughs> to 15, right? So you pitched an inning and two-thirds, yep. strikeout five. You have any idea that Roland Fannin's hanging out in the bullpen? I had no idea, and it was just it was just crazy summer unraveling all of that, and him reaching out, and it was just awesome. Have you guys awesome. talked about that game? Yeah, absolutely. What What I are mean, your thoughts on that? My thoughts on that? Well, first of all, we scored. You guys more are twelve nothing. You're twelve yeah. nothing. It was similar to like yesterday's yeah. yesterday's game. It was just an awesome dogfight of a game, and. We scored more runs than our football teams did in the fall playing each other. Like, 
it was it was an insane game, but it was awesome to be a part of. All right, so then uh, one year at Missouri State, you make your way to Austin P. What made you want to come play for Roland? Man, I mean, this summer I didn't really know where I was going to go, and Coach Hendrick here, I've actually known him for a while. He was a coach at Northeast or NSU in Oklahoma, and he reached out this summer and said that they're starting a new team. They got a new pitching staff or, or coaching staff here, and uh, they just reached out, and Fanning's energy is just unmatched. There's just awesome positive vibes around the clubhouse these days and it's something I want to be a part of. You talked about his energy. What's he like on a day-to-day basis? Is he always that I oh, mean, energetic? Is every it, is single it day. Every, like every minute of every day is there? Yes, it's awesome. I mean, that's what you want when you show up to a clubhouse. You don't want to show up to a, a dead clubhouse where everyone doesn't have any energy. And he just he's just the spark plug. It's awesome. Uh, you kind of mentioned it too. Coach Hendricks reached out. He said, "He said new coaching staff, but you also said new pitching staff." And it, it really is. There's yeah. what, one returner, two returners, maybe. For sure. Jula. Yeah. Uh, what's it like being on a team with so many newcomers? I mean, it was uh, interesting at first. You you show up and you don't really know how it's going to go, but our team and everything everything just meshed so well and so fast during the fall. And I don't. It feels like an awesome brotherhood among this team. I think part of it is. Some teams, if you have a bunch of freshmen, it's different. You guys have all played college baseball. Mostly, right. And you guys have all played summer ball. You've all done this. You've all, okay, one season, got to go to summer ball, meet 20 new guys to play with. Yep. And that's just kind of how it worked. It well, is. Where, where, where's, where'd you play summer ball? I played summer ball down in Macon, Georgia for the Macon Bacon. The Macon Bacon. They Macon used to be in that league with the, the bananas, right? Yep. yep. We played them 24 times this summer. You played the Savannah Bananas 24. <laughs> did, were they doing the whole show or were they oh. taking it seriously when you guys played them? Every night when we were over there, it was just a huge outdoor theater with a little bit of baseball, you know. Are they still in the league? Or? They actually just switched. This okay. was their last year in the league, so I got I got lucky to get to play them that many times before they headed out. So the they're, games when they're doing their whole big thing, does yep. that count as a part of like the game for like the league standings and stuff? It does, like? yeah. Well, it's different from whenever they're what doing what they're doing right now. Right now they just have their travel team and they're yeah. just like putting on shows for everybody, which is awesome to watch. But whenever all the college guys come into summer ball, they take it a little more seriously okay. from a game standpoint, but they still have all of the entertainment going on in between every single pitch. So they don't have like Johnny Damon out there taking ABs against the college guys? <laughs> no, no, no. They what? had uh, Jorge Mazdaval, though, an MMA fighter. Yep. They did a uh, – what's it called? A weigh-in okay. right before every single home game. They would have one of the other guys' players and one of their guys go out there. And did you ever take, get to do the weigh-in? I did not. That was awesome to watch, though. What's the uh, craziest thing you saw there or craziest thing that happened to you while you were pitching against the Bananas? Man, there's where – where do I even start? All their walk-ups with the songs, riding a car up to home plate from the dugout. It's, it's just it's – just, Awesome. I mean, you got to stay focused as a pitcher up there, but sometimes I just I just watch everything they do, and it was it was pretty. They fun. do those things now where they're like doing TikTok dances while they're throwing the pitch. Could, <laughs> could you do, could you pull that off? I might be able to pull something you off. Might be able to pull one off. Yep. All right, let's throw it back a little bit. High school career, you were homeschooled. Yep, sure so was. So you played for the Tulsa Northeast Northeast Oklahoma Association of Homeschools, yep. NOAA. How, what league did you guys play in? Was, did you guys play in the regular Oklahoma High School League? Or did you have your own league? How'd that work? That was a, that's actually very interesting because we played through high school. Like our normal season, we would play normal high schools around the Tulsa area and a little bit outside of. 
just to get ready for the Homeschool World Series down in Auburndale, Florida at the end of the year where 26 different homeschool teams around the nation would go meet up and play each other to use the best. So, it, I mean, playing all those good schools around Tulsa really prepared us for that, and it was, it was awesome. Were you eligible for, like, the Oklahoma State Championship, or did you guys just to play the regular season and then kind of go to the Homeschool World Series? Yeah, we were not eligible for a state championship. I don't, I don't really know how all those rules work, okay. but we were able to play all the teams around there that were, and we competed and beat most of the teams. We, we played. It was awesome. So you guys are pretty good. How many homeschool kids are there around Tulsa area that are playing baseball? I mean, a pretty high level, it seems. There's, there's a lot of kids that are homeschooled in Tulsa that play at the high level. My senior year, we had nine or seven of our nine seniors go on to play at least junior college baseball. So there was a good chunk of us that pursued the game, and there still is today, like the homeschool like generations that come up through that. And now they uh, approved like Epic Online Schooling. You okay. can now play for NOAA if you do Epic Online Schooling. So it's not like a complete homeschool, yeah. but there's just a lot of loopholes that you can find to – get more homeschool guys to play the game. So this one leads into my next question. Uh, your brother, also yep. a baseball player, did you guys ever get to pitch together on that team? We did. So we how did. much? What's the age difference? I guess you, your brother, and your two sisters as well. What, where do you fit in age-wise? How's everybody line up there? My brother's now 25. I'm 23. My older, sis, older younger sister is 21, and my youngest sister is 20. So that NOAA team's got you. You're a Division One pitcher. Your brother, Matthew, pitches for the Nationals. Yep. That's a pretty good it, little one-two punch right there. Yeah, there was a uh, – it, it was an awesome year playing with him. Like, it was uh, – my sophomore year was his senior year, and just watching him and his group grow up playing and stuff, it was really a motivator for me and my class growing up too, like watching how good they became being – being homeschooled, everyone like kind of looked down on you like, oh, they're, they're just homeschooled. They're they can't, not, they can't They can't this. play. Yeah. We go out there and – we would put up some very awesome games against really good clubs, and it was just – it was awesome. So what did you say? So Matthew was 25 and your younger sister was? 20. So you guys well, are – 19, five, almost 20. So the, so six years, basically, four yep. kids. So you guys are all homeschooled together. We were. What is that like? I mean, you're, you're just with your three siblings all the time, right? I mean, growing up, just doing school at home. I mean, you wake up – it's just you and your siblings. Who was I mean, the teacher? My mom okay, taught mom. me till probably sophomore year of high school, okay. and then I got done with most of my basics for uh, high school, and then I started working for or doing concurrent online classes to prepare myself for my first year of college. Okay. So, yeah, my mom taught me at a young age. We went to a thing called a co-op where you go to a school on Friday, you do all your normal classes, same as, like, a public school would do and then you get your homework for the next week monday through thursday mm -hmm. and then just go back every friday so it's just like one day a week so the whole family now plays college sports sure matthew enough. pitched at um i have it written down university actually. of science and arts science and arts yep anna yep. plays college volleyball at colorado christian and lily plays volleyball at missouri state west plains how are you and matthew on the volleyball court <laughs> When it comes to a competition with the younger sisters, I'm sure we wouldn't let them get too far ahead of us. But I've seen my sisters play volleyball, and they would probably give us a run for our money for sure. 
You guys are all tall too. Matthew six four. Anna's yep. listed at six two on her school's website. Lily's five eleven. And what you're six seven on our website? <laughs> yeah, sure enough. So I guess the real question that everybody wants to know about about the Merrill family is who's the best athlete? Ooh, that's tough. If we're if we're going on straight athletic abilities, I would like to say myself. Okay, but. As far as who's made it the furthest in their athletic career, I would say my older brother for sure. Yeah, Matthew, what's he pitching with the Nationals this year? Yep. Down in spring training still? Sure enough. Cool. Where, he finished last year where? Single A? Yep. Awesome. Awesome. So, do you ever, you hit in high school, right? I did. You and Matthew getting A-B gets against each other. What's happening? <laughs> You're pitching to him. What are you doing? That's funny you ask. We did that in high school whenever he was getting a bunch of pro looks late in his spring career and... I, we, we'd go in a cage, and he'd throw to me live, and there was this one at bat. He threw one right down the middle, and I hit a line drive right back at him and put him <laughs> on his back. It was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. Who's the most competitive of the Merrill, of the Merrill children? Hmm. I got to say the little sister. Okay. For sure. Yeah, she, she's got a little chip on yep, her shoulder. She got a chip on her shoulder. She's uh, – the only one of the sibling group that's not over six foot, so yeah. she's got to have a little more fight in her. Was there, a, <laughs> was there a lot of, like, basketball or, like, backyard baseball games growing oh, up? Oh, yeah. We go out and play football in the backyard. Little sister's involved going 100% effort. Who, <laughs> started awesome. the, who started most of the fights? Ooh. Definitely older brother. He, he's a big instigator, likes to start stuff <laughs> for his own humor which i'm like that now too but i'm the back. older brother too so I get, I get it so i was looking through your instagram too you guys like to snowboard and i saw scuba as well oh yeah oh yeah it's a blast every year my family my parents take us out to uh, mexico and we go scuba diving look at all the sea creatures enjoy the beach over the the holiday season it's awesome i've done scuba a couple times i think i'd like to get certified it's a lot of fun oh it is it is once you can get down there with a dive yeah. master and just do whatever you want snowboarding awesome. as well right you guys yes. are just both ends of the spectrum. Yep, for sure. You for guys, sure. Are you guys just always looking for something to do? Always, always. You know, Oklahoma's flat. Yep. I mean, not too much to do. you got to try real hard to keep yourself entertained, so we just go do whatever we can. So I was also, I, I, like I said, I was looking at your Instagram, and it said your major is firefighting. <laughs> According to that picture, yes, yeah, that was take, an awesome Taking picture. promo photos with the fire extinguisher. Oh, any, yeah. Any story there? Had to. I mean, I just saw it in the hall. I, I, we had our... Uh, all red uniforms on, I saw. All red fire extinguisher. I was like, why? why? I can't not take yeah, that Yeah, I can't picture. not take a photo, right? <laughs> so what is your major? My major is gen studies, just because okay. transferring and everything. Yeah, and, tough. Yeah, so I did whatever I could graduate with this year, so I just hopped straight in. So you'll graduate this spring? Yep, I'll graduate in May. Had, what, what are your plans? You got you have baseball eligibility left? Do you want to keep playing? What's the, what's, what's the ideas here? I have one year of baseball eligibility left. I'd like to use it, but we'll see. Yep. It's just I, if I'm graduating this spring, I mean, I don't know. There's a bunch of opportunities that could arise. Yeah. You never know. All right, last question before the rapid-fire questions is why Austin P. Ooh. Well, first off, the coaching staff, like, they just – hooked me on it immediately. As soon as I came up here on my visit this summer and just talking with them, I was like, I want to be around that group. That, that looks like a really good group. Plus Clarksville, Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, this place is awesome. What was your first impression of my guy, Kierce? <laughs> Kierce was awesome. Brought the energy, super <laughs> chill guy. I mean. Kierce has never been chill a day in his life. I mean, sometimes you can be. <laughs> I got one last one I just came up with before the uh, rapid fire. Do you watch golf? You a Masters guy this weekend? Oh, I will be tuning into that. And do you have a uh, Do you have a winner prediction? We're going to talk about that on the rest of the show with with Alex. So uh, 
if you'd like to throw a pick in, now would be the time. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a winner prediction, but I just love the game and watching those guys swing and the consistency and everything. Are you pulling for anybody? Mm. I mean, I would say Tiger. Tiger. Tiger's the yeah. right answer. That's, yeah. That's the right you answer. You have to. You yep, have to. That's the right answer. All right. <laughs> you ready for the rapid fire questions? Oh, yeah. What's your favorite word or saying? Ooh. Indubitably. Indubitably. I don't yes. think we've ever had that one before. What's the last book you read? It's interesting. I don't read a lot of books. Okay. What's your worst habit? Ooh. Probably procrastination. Do you a lot of homework on Sundays? <laughs> Every time. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Very common answer. Yep. Maybe you can walk a mile in less than 10 minutes. Easy. Easily. <laughs> I'm, I'm on board with you. There's people that say it can't be done. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's in speed walking. Listen, there, there have been many a fight started of whether, whether I can walk a mile <laughs> or not in 10 minutes. Um, what's one rule in any sport you'd like to change or add? Ooh. A five run home run in baseball. Okay. How? I don't know. I'm not sure. Grand slam just, just get you an extra run. Yes. So grand slams were five, not four. Yep. Can't load the bases up. Because in yesterday, we would have had 19, not 18. Okay. We would have never, never gone to extra innings. <laughs> never. Um, what app on your phone gets the most use? Hmm. Probably Instagram. Yep. What's the last gift you gave somebody? Probably a hug to my mom. A hug to your mom. That's a good one. Uh, if we're casting a movie about you, who are you picking to play yourself? <laughs> Let's go with Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Love Johnny Depp. It's a good one. What's the most embarrassing song you love? <sighs> Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake. <laughs> what's your intro song while we're here? I, I, I just thought about that. Um, what's it? Uh, Separate Ways by Journey. How did you get to pick that one? Has it always been your go-to? or is it hasn't your... been my go-to. I just listened to it a little bit this summer. I was like... It's an electric song. Yeah, no, I kind of want to walk is, out to that. This is good, yep. Yeah. If you could go to any concert, who would it be? Mm. Let's go with Bob Marley. Okay. Oh, that would okay. be groovy. I, would be, I don't think we've had a Bob Marley <laughs> answer. I like that one. Uh, what is the one place in the world you would like to visit the most? Mm. Let's go with Interlaken, Switzerland. It's like surrounded by mountains mm -hmm. and it has a huge lake in the middle. It's, it's a cool spot. Yep. Uh, if you could have any three people over for dinner three people ever who would they be that's tough hmm let's go with george washington as a history major i love that answer yes he had I, I would love to listen to what that guy has to say maybe a old roman emperor Anyone in particular? Yes. Anyone in particular. Just, just any to see what their thought just process is. Yeah. Okay. I just want to know about that, you know. And then let's go with Michael Jordan. It's a, it's a good one. Did you get the answer right last night on the Roland Fanning's favorite player <laughs> or favorite athlete? Did you not? Did you see? Do you guys see the things on the video yeah, board during I, the game? I looked up there. I saw JB got it right. Yeah, I, only one person got it. Why do so many people say Dennis Rodman? Because he has a Dennis Rodman shirt that he likes to wear around, and it's just an awesome shirt. And he puts off Dennis, Dennis vibes for sure. What are Dennis vibes? <laughs> just kind of crazy? Yeah, just energetic, rambunctious. It's awesome. Oh, boy. Who or what inspires you? Hmm. Got to say my, my parents for sure. What advice would you give to your younger self? 
Mm -hmm. Just be present and trust the process and never stop working hard. All right, last question comes from Marlena Bullington. I would have asked you this already, but she she already told me that was her question. So what do you think about Coach Fanning and the diet do thing that's going down? <laughs> I mean, watching a coach get kicked out and then sit there and slug down his <laughs> two liter of diet Mountain Dew, that was, I mean, I'll never forget that. <laughs> Can you that confirm was, it was a two liter? I look like. I, oh, yeah. It, it might have been a three. I mean,. <laughs> <laughs> the thing was huge, and he did not care at all. He was just – it was awesome. Did you uh, – the Murray game, did you guys see the football players stone cold, the two <laughs> Diet Mountain Dews? Yes, we probably should have been focusing on the game a little more at that time, but pretty much all of us were watching that. It was awesome. The Diet Dew Talk uh, at Jock and Roll, who – which one of your guys got dump, Mountain Dew dumped on? <laughs> that would be Baylor Holmesley. You guys made the freshman do that, I imagine? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> boy that's that's tough <laughs> and i assume you 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 would never have done that right you wouldn't have been oh no right? absolutely not it was <laughs> had to make the freshman do it uh that that liberty game you guys are coming through the handshake line can you guys see jula and trevor conley out in the outfield just going crazy sure can you can hear them too those guys are just yelling out there it was awesome got the win i heard I, that there was a sprint back to the dugout from Roland and the boys too yep absolutely they had to just was, electric right it was it was all right so you get to ask out uh, the last question to next week's guest so what Ooh. do you want to ask on next week's pcast hmm. let's go with what goes into picking your number for a sport what goes into picking your number? What number are you, 34? 34. What went into picking that? Ooh, probably my favorite player growing up was David Ortiz for the Red Sox. We're I, number 34. I feel like I would have guessed that. That's yep. a very, I feel like that's 34. It's, there's one guy. Yep, there is. Sometimes you don't get the pick in college, too. Sometimes you get places right. and there's a set number. This is, I think, the first year at Austin P. we've really deviated from our numbers. Cause right. We've got, what, 99 and 66. <laughs> yeah, a lot some of Some other crazy options like that. Yeah. Dan, thank you for taking time to be on the podcast this morning. Yep. Uh, good luck at Kennesaw State this week. Kennesaw State this week. you got some extra time to get on the bus now, but we're right back with the PCAST right after this. Thank you. Another thank you to Dan Merrill, the Austin P baseball team, for swinging by to talk to us here on the PCAST. Good to have Dan on the show. Alex. Yeah. It's uh, baseball season has started. Mm -hmm. So, as we said last week, we were going to have our, our baseball season predictions. I, I know mine. I don't know if you know yours. I have not had time to research. Oh I'm not going to lie. Oh, my. You said, I'm going to text Colby and get all of his. And you didn't even do that. No, I didn't. My bad. How does it feel? to be a failure i'm used to it mm. <laughs> what are your predictions well we'll go we'll go to the mvps first i think of the national league I, I i think i think my guy trey turner's gonna have a great year i'm a big trey turner fan i've said that said that many times but he's he's my pick he's my pick to win uh obviously wants wants Soto, ronald cunia he bets tough to beat there but then I'm, I'm picking trey turner the american league's tough because i got three guys and i don't know who to pick okay aaron judge mike trout Shohei Otani. Okay. I, I want to pick Mike Trout because I like him the most. Mm -hmm. but, but it's tough to beat Otani when he has a good year on the yeah. mound as well. 
Uh, it's tough to beat Aaron Judge when he sets the American League home run record. Mm-hmm. But I will pick Mike Trout. Mike Trout and Trey Turner are my MVPs. Cy Young. Uh, National League, I'm picking Sandy Alcantara again. Okay. He won it last year. He threw an hour and 57-minute, 100-pitch complete game that beat the Twins 1-0 last night. That's pretty impressive. He threw as many complete games as the next three guys combined last year. Uh, he had a bad opening day start. He said, watch, watch this last night and just shoved it against the Twins. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was pretty impressive. For me, the American League, uh, when he's healthy, I'm not going to not pick Jacob DeGrom. Fair. And that's just where I'm at. Uh, if Jacob DeGrom's not healthy, the favorite probably for me is Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm picking DeGrom. My two sleepers in the American League. I guess they're not. I mean, they're they're good pitchers, but they're guess no, not sleepers. Luis Castillo and Alec Manoa are my two uh, be my two other bets if you're if I were a betting man. Okay. I like I like Castillo and Manoa, and I think they're both having good seasons. Castillo threw it really well last night. Again, I don't think he's given up a run yet this season. National League, if I'm picking somebody other than Alcantara, Julio Urias, that's my other pick. I don't think he gave up a run last night either. Uh, the rookie of the years. There's two guys. It's Corbin Carroll's to lose in the National League. It's Gunnar Henderson's to lose in the American League. Okay. That's uh, that Carroll is going to be hitting leadoff all season for a Diamondbacks team that's like the Orioles last year. They're going <laughs> to win 80 games. They got a lot of talent. Yeah. And then Gunnar Henderson on the Orioles. Uh, I think Gunnar Henderson, one of his biggest competition, is going to be his teammate, Grayson Rodriguez, who makes his MLB debut tonight. Uh, watch out for Oscar Colas on the White Sox. Yoshida with the Red Sox. Uh, naturally, Cody Singa, Jordan Walker, two others probably. But I think Corbin Carroll and Gunnar Henderson might have those locked up already. Okay. Would you like my team projections? Sure. National League pennant. I think it's a five-team race. All right. It's the Braves, the Dodgers, the Mets, the Padres, and the Phillies. Okay. I'm, I, I don't want to pick against the Philly offense again because mm-hmm. they went last year, and they're going to get Bryce Harper back. Same with the Padres. That offense is good. Can either of them pitch enough to get there? I don't know. I, you know, I know who can pitch enough, and that's the Mets. They're going to need somebody else in the back end of the bullpen, though, with Edwin Diaz hurt. Mm-hmm. Dodgers – Feel always feel like a safe pick, but man, the Braves look good, and I hate saying that. Yeah, I hate saying that the Braves look really good. Uh, I think the American League's a little simpler. Yankees are good. It's so just it's Yankees to lose. Nah, it's probably the Astros to lose, but the Yankees are good. Mm-hmm. If they just don't do what they do in the playoffs and lose to bad teams right now, which is funny. Actually, I hope it happens again. Uh, not a sleeper pick again, but America's team, the Seattle Mariners, watch out for them in the American League. Go Mariners. Watch out for the Mariners. I want to see them call up my guy Emerson Hancock to pitch this year with mm-hmm. Logan Gilbert and Luis Castillo. Uh, if I'm pulling for anybody in the American League, it's not the Yankees or the Astros. It is the Mariners. Yeah. And that's just where I'm at. World Series, I'll say uh, I'll run a rematch last year, Phillies-Astros. Phillies win it this year. they got to get some pitching, though, to go with uh, Zach Wheeler. Okay. That lineup's so good. Seems like it. Seems like it from all your baseball knowledge. All of yeah. I just I can't. I can't wait after you post this to uh, just get the text message from Colby just bashing you on every single prediction you just made. I just said the Braves might be the best team, but I'm I'm sticking with the Phillies again. I think I think that lineup's really good. But I mean, Braves guys, Braves are good. Spencer Strider. I I would like to see him pitch in a couple days when I'm down there, but I don't think I'll get to. I think it'll be somebody else, which is sad. Oh well. Oh well. Two Austin P. Men's tennis. Alex. Yes, sir. Talk about that. You get to drive the team to Jacksonville State, don't you? I do. So uh, before that, the Govs are facing Lipscomb right now. Uh, they currently trail the Bisons 3-1. to one. That's in Nashville. Uh, Bisons got the doubles point. Tom Bolton won his now ninth singles match of the season. And uh, Govs looking for a little 3-1 comeback. 
But yeah, after that, uh, the Govs will face Jacksonville State at 10 a.m. on Saturday. We'll head down there, um, you know, with the ASUN tournament starting next week. Govs are 1-5 and five in ASUN play. That's a four-way tie for ninth place. JSU is 3-3, three and three, tied for fifth. Uh, it's an old rival uh, team that you want to, you know, you want to go in there, you want to pick up a win heading into the postseason. That's uh, a tournament that everybody makes, so go in there, get a little bit hot, and uh, see what you can do. Yeah, everyone makes it, so. Yeah. Which is a little bit weird. Get in there and cause some chaos. Yeah. Women's, then, women's tennis. So women's tennis, they're looking pretty good right now. Uh, even after that loss to Florida Gulf Coast, they are 13-5 and five on the season, 4-2 and two in A-Sun play, and tied for fourth in the standings. They've got a couple of really good matches coming up this week. They will face Central Arkansas at 11 a.m. on Thursday at UCA. Uh, they are just – UCA is just a game behind the Govs in the standings right now. It's a team that we faced pretty much every year for the last four to five seasons. Uh, we lost to them 6-1 last year, but two very different teams this year. Uh, you know, we have a lot of these freshmen that are playing very well. Sophia, Melody are the first two that come to mind. And then after that, the Govs will face Jacksonville State right after the men on Saturday. That's scheduled for 1 p.m. Uh, Jacksonville State, we're half a match above them right now in the standings. So that's one that, you know, you definitely want to win. If you can win both of these right now, this week coming up against Central Arkansas and Jacksonville State, you're going to be a top four seed in the tournament. You're going to host, uh, host a neutral site match, and then you're going to host your first game in the tournament. So... And if you split, it's really 50-50. Um, there's, you got Jacksonville State, Central Arkansas, Florida Gulf Coast, North Florida, all those teams right there around that 3-4. So. You'd really like to host. You really do want to host. Because, you know, so the, semi, the way that the ace on tennis tournament works is for the men and the women, the first two rounds are hosted by the top four seeds, and then the semifinals and the finals are going to be at Jacksonville because uh, North Florida won the tournament last year. So, you know, you definitely don't want to have to travel to – say, a Liberty, and then have to turn around and a couple days later fly down to Jacksonville. Yeah, it's so, tough. Yeah. Track and field, they're at Ole Miss's Joe Walker Invitational this weekend down in Oxford, Mississippi. Uh, guys are coming off a week where they won three events, and they finished third at the Margaret Simmons Invitational. So uh, hopefully keep that going. Carlin Shooten, Kanisha Phillips, Armani Sheriff. Mm-hmm. They're good. Whole squad. It'll be uh, interesting to see what they do against the SEC competition. Uh, Ole Miss is a top-tier program in track and field. Yep. So uh, you know that they're not going to have a weak field. Yeah. You're and going I mean, to be running against some of the top teams in the country. And Kanisha and Carlin both have done really well this season against the SEC. Kanisha won the Vanderbilt or two. She won two uh, events at the Vanderbilt Invitational during the indoor season. So No disrespect to Vanderbilt. They are not Ole Miss when it comes to track and field. Right. But they still had a really good field. Correct. Too, so. Ole Miss is really good at distance from what I've, okay. I've learned in my time as a SEC track and field. Uh, brother. Brother. Yes. 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 Uh, baseball team on the road this week and going to play a Thursday to Saturday series with Easter on Sunday. 5 p.m. Thursday, 5 p.m. Friday, noon Saturday at Kennesaw State against the Owls. The Govs and Kennesaw State are tied at eighth in the A-Sun standings during the weekend, which uh, all A-Sun series are big, but eight teams make, how many teams make, eight teams make the tournament? I think so. And uh, you're tied for that spot. Mm-hmm. So uh, It's Kennesaw State team that went to a uh, regional last year. Yeah, they won the tournament last year and went yep. to a regional because – because of they, I don't know if they stole a bid. I don't think Kennesaw gets in as an at large last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liberty did, so them winning that tournament got Liberty an at large and got two A Sun teams in the tournament. So they're a good team. They're an eighth. Obviously, last year they won. I don't remember what seat they won from last year. Um, obviously, they can do some damage. So need to win another series. Mm-hmm. Need to win another series. 
double midweek after that, 6 p.m. Tuesday night against Belmont, right here at Ramos Ham Park, Taco Tuesday. Moe's had the tacos out last night. They were good. They were awesome. They were good. Big they shout were good. out to Moe's. Shout out to Moe's for doing that. And then another one, 6 p.m., the return trip to UT Martin on Wednesday night. I don't like playing there. Weird things happen at that field. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know what. I, I don't know how to explain it. Alex Rowe was hit for the cycle and threw a complete game in one. And that's <laughs> not even the weirdest thing I feel like I've ever seen there. Uh, don't like it. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, as weird as last night was, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Literally anything. Softball, back at home. First time in what, three weeks? Yeah, three weeks. Uh, after seven games in the row, the guys are coming back. They're going to host Bellarmine in a three-game series. Uh, you know, like we talked about earlier, coming off a fairly rough stretch against Florida Gulf Coast, you know, you take one from them, but you definitely, you know, after that walk-off, you definitely wanted to win two. <clears throat> but that's a Bellarmine team right now. They're one and eight in the A-Sun. They're last in the standings. You want to come in here and you want to take three. Um, you start off with a doubleheader on – Friday, and then we'll play a single game on Saturday. But, you know, Jordan Benefield has been playing really well this season. Pretty much every game that she's played in, she's if, she, if she's not picking up a shutout, she's coming really close. Um, but you got to get the bats hot right now. You know, we're not going to win games. We're not going to beat, say, a, a Liberty or a Florida Gulf Coast or a team like that 3-1 every time. So, you know, you want to get Kylie Campbell. you got to swing it. Yeah. Uh, Lexi Osowski, she's hit a, a cold stretch these past couple weeks. You want to get her hot. Gabby's been playing really well. Megan Hodum, Kylie Campbell, people like that. You just want to get them, get the momentum because uh, after this, we're going to face a very good Liberty team next weekend. Yeah. So, uh, men's golf, they're going to play their regular season finale Monday and Tuesday. Big Blue Intercollegiate Presidents Reserve Course at the Hermitage Golf Club in Nashville. I believe that is the that is the course with the sheep. Okay. I, do you not? It was, I have not. There was oh, a, I, I remember you showing me pictures. There's about photos them. of the sheep. Colby has talked about the sheep. I mean, to the point of exhaustion on this podcast and how much he loved the sheep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that's the sheep course. Don't don't quote me on that, but I'm like mm, I'm going to say 87 percent sure. Okay. Uh, I'll be there on Tuesday to go get some photos of the sheep, not the golfers. Uh, Govs, like I said, played really well last weekend. Do it again this weekend and put together another good finish before we go down to the ASUN Championship in Mobile, Alabama. Okay. Before we uh, get to the end of this, there's some there's some golf golf drama according to the live golf nation twitter okay they said the masters gave an amt time to tiger woods on thursday and a pmt time on friday to ensure he has the most amount of rest time they gave phil mickelson a pmt time on thursday and an amt time friday to ensure the 52 year old golfer has the least amount of rest time the live golf tour is hashtag mad online okay and the drama continues you know what you know what i don't care how many majors phil's won he's not tiger deal with it guys yeah Maybe, maybe don't make everyone so mad, and they would be nicer to you. Maybe speak to people at the Champions Center. Yeah. Phil? Don't, don't be a hermit. Uh, it's weird, because everybody used to like him so much. Yeah. What, okay. a, what a fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, from the time he won that PGA Championship at, like, 50 years old mm-hmm. at Kiowa to now, like, holy cow. Big difference. <sighs> yeah. Got anything else? I actually do. Oh. So, uh, I guess by the time that... You are, whenever this goes up, Brittany Young, head women's basketball coach, inked a deal. She's here till 2028 now. Woo! Brittany's, I mean, she's been one of the best coaches I've had the chance to work with here. I mean, she's got the most wins by a head coach in their first two seasons in program history. Goes went to the semifinals in the eight, their first year in the A-Sun after being picked ninth. So, uh, 
with Brittany. Just uh, signed a contract extension through the 27-28 season. Just getting started. Fired up to have Coach Young staying right here. Uh, taking a staff in Bank Arena. It was moving day yep. yesterday. It was. Gus packed it up. Took some stuff over there. The coaches are, I think they're there. They are there. The coaches are working from F&M Bank Arena. Uh, so, hey. It's going to be a good It's match. time. Yeah. You can get your season tickets. You can. Or you can put your deposit down for the season tickets. You can do that. You can definitely do that. Uh, Dr. Crystal McGregor, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Shardy Husband, and Trey Price. They've got all the community service opportunities for you student athletes. Jock and Roll was last week. I believe we hit our fundraising goal for Turner's Heroes, so shout out to SAC for that. Uh, Jock and Roll was a great event. I don't know if anybody saw the video of the football guy singing, but who knew that Mike DeLillo, so Connor good. Parsons, and Trey Goodman could start a country band? Um, we all know now, though. We, we do know now. Mike DeLillo and Connor Parsons were picking it. Trey Goodman was singing it. Uh, softball won with their WWE impression, though. Mm-hmm. I was a little upset that they had uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin use the people's elbow as a finisher instead of a Stone Cold stunner. Um, yep. that, was my, that was my biggest complaint. Mm-hmm. They also, it would have been super cool if they were like, Hand a spotlight to the second level, and like somebody was up there to be the rock, like, do you some man? <laughs> yeah. Or if uh, they would have gave Hogan the mic and let him hit him with a, hey, brother, <laughs> what are you going to do when Hulkamania runs wild on you? Something like that, you know? Yeah. Would have been fun. But it they was won. Still really good. They won. It was exciting. They brought the, they brought the heat. Mm-hmm. I don't know did. who the, uh, one, of the, the, the one in the, the, the announcer suit was. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. They were all in costumes, so I couldn't tell who any of them were. Yeah. But uh, my only complaint for her was she didn't give us a Michael Buffer. It's time! I, I did notice she that. Gotta, you got to let that thing rip. Mm-hmm. You got to let that thing rip. The Buffer voice is really easy to impersonate, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like I couldn't do it, but I feel like most people can. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, Alex, how do people follow us on Twitter and Instagram? Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P or on Facebook at Austin P. Governors. And uh, shout out to Robin, Maddie, Carter Henry, Robert Smith. The whole crew, Alexi um, and Ethan, Lexi, Ethan, Bree, Bree, bringing the heat. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a busy spring. It's been a busy seasons. Um, so, it's uh, shout out to all them for all the work they've been putting in. Let's go be for dates, news, stories, information. Cody Bush, Alex, Chris Austin, and myself. You get all the information you can use right there. You can also get your tickets. You can call ticket office at nine three one two two one P A Y. That's seven three two nine. Baseball and softball single game tickets are on sale. Uh, softball's got an Easter egg hunt this weekend. You do. Get your tickets for that. I'm sure if you can still buy single game tickets, get K-Club tickets for mm-hmm. baseball. Um, basketball tickets, put your deposit down. Mm-hmm. You can be there for the first season at FNM Bank Arena. Football tickets, they are coming. Stay frosty. Stay frosty. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, directly on the website, letsgop.com backslash podcast. Give us a rating review on the podcast. Alex. Yes. How many stars? Five stars. Five stars. Want to suggest a guest for Les Nova local or on campus event we should shout out? Tell us who you think is going to win the Masters. Tweet us. I'm C underscore Craig19. He's Alex Howard underscore APSU. Shout out to Dismit McDonald's. Shout out to Bud Jenkins. And shout out to Jim Nance. Called his last Final Four. He's going to call the Masters again. What a busy week for Nance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody. She'll set the field on fire just cutting across the pasture. She'll have you falling for it all and then leave right after. And she got a cold heart, but she got a warm smile cut from the same cloth. She kind of buck wild, a little bit angel, whole lot of outlaw. She's trouble, but I tell you right now, y'all don't live cowgirls. Never gonna settle on down, girl. Leave you in a lonely ghost town, world where the sun don't rise. Rodeo for one night.